have something for you. It is a story from the far unknown, the future maybe. Time will pass, but it shall make its way to you as I am able to decrypt it. Thank you for understanding that this process is a long one. I'll see you soon. 4, 22, 21. 4, 22, 21. Hello everyone, this is the Raconteur Collection, Chapter 2, Episode 10. Today, we are talking about Jack and Daxter, The Precursor Legacy, a 2001 open-world platform video game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment for the Sony PlayStation 2 on December 3rd, 2001. The game follows the protagonist, a young boy named Jack, as he tries to help his friend Daxter after he is transformed into an Otzel, a fictional hybrid of an otter and a weasel. <laughs> hey, everybody, you're listening to the Rack and Tear Collection, a show about everything and nothing. My name is Charlie, and as always, I am joined by Jack. Jack, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just picturing like if our show is nothing but just like a synopsis, Wikipedia read of just like random things. He's like, hello, today is, and you start reading the article. <laughs> just to read the whole Wikipedia article. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you later. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Yo, no, but I'm, I'm doing good. Um, Doing some house hunting later today. Hopefully we'll get lucky because, um, you know, we're up all night to get some. And then I think after that, there's not much more going on. So nice, Charlie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, on my weekend right now, kind of slept in, stayed up late last night, slept in today, which is weird. We like Kate and I stay up to like one, and we usually don't stay up that late. So, and then yeah, when was the last time you stayed up till one? I know it's been a long time. Um, you know, other than that. Kind of just trucking along, still working on my editing. Uh, we released the first episode of Tales of Ephemera and the first episode of Chapters. So if you haven't listened to those yet, go check them out. They're pretty good, if I don't say so myself. Uh, you know, other than that, I've really been been playing some video games, a little bit of Minecraft here and there. But then I've really gotten into this game called The Curse of the Dead Gods. Jack, I don't know if you heard about this, but it's it's really good. Didn't. Did I say that that was a game that it looked like you'd be really into? Maybe. Maybe you did, but uh, it just came out for PlayStation not too long ago. And man, I gotta tell you, it's uh, like I'm kind of addicted to it. It's so fun. So It's the good stuff. Yeah. It's one of those games nice. that like I nice. wish you were more into. Maybe you would be, but it's one of those things where it's it's very like, I don't know. Reminds me like of Dark Souls a little bit. So Yeah, well I mean I mean, I've been kind of just playing the same games, but recently, you know, we got a we got another controller, mm-hmm. and so I've been playing. A, I've been trying to play some games with Ellie, 
And so yesterday we I downloaded Salt and Sanctuary and tried to play that together a little bit. Salt and Sanctuary. That's... Yeah, I know. But then we did get uh overcooked. Mm. And she likes playing that. But she doesn't really she kinda gets it, but not very well. So um we play that a bit together. That that's it's fun. You know, it's fun for her. So yeah. it's all right when we get one order out out of like ten. Yeah. And she's going, I shoot, I shoot the whole time. <laughs> did uh why didn't we play through Salt and Sanctuary, like co-op, most of it? We we played probably about halfway through. I want to say mm. it's a good game, really good game. Yeah, I think the last game we completed co-op was Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Mm. See, I don't know if we actually finished. Was, we did. We did, we did finish, finish that it? game. Wow. You don't remember? No, the, the final mission, and everything. No, I don't. I'm pretty sure it was like on the space station or something. I don't remember that at all. Wow. Well, yeah, it was it was before we moved out and everything. It was a long time ago. Dang. Well, yeah. everyone, now that you've gotten the update on how Jack and I have been doing, today's episode is all about the PlayStation 2 trilogy of games, Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, and Jack 3. We wanted. Are we are we doing housekeeping before or after? You know, as a request from one of our dear listeners, I think we'll move it to the end and see how that goes. Maybe have like okay. more of a natural flow of the conversation as we normally do at this show. We're very good at that. We definitely don't just read articles. I don't know why yeah. that's start. But uh, I'm excited to do this one mainly because yeah, we get to talk about video games again. But also, Jack and Dexter was like a very I don't know, early and kind of like fundamental series for us that we really enjoyed uh, both like together. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to Mm -hmm. go back and do this one because it's not just, oh, hey, we both really like this game. It's like, no, we both grew up playing this game and watching each other play this game. And uh, so I think this will be be a great one. We played this game or all of these games so much and Mm -hmm. You know, it's we kind of missed the Crash Bandicoot. I yeah. think just games in general, um, or game. I can't remember if there's multiple, but there are. You know, I don't games. know why. I think we just, I think we just never looked into it, or we just never had access to it. Well, and we got our, strangely enough, none of our friends who played games like really played it either. Yeah. Or so I mean, you know, yeah, we never had the the chance. Yeah, and like to rewind the clock a little bit, we got a PlayStation 1 pretty late and I believe it had like a hockey game on it and then Spyro and so Jack and I mainly played Spyro on PlayStation 1. Never touched the hockey game. Yeah, never did. And then, you know, our neighborhood friend, he had a Nintendo 64, I believe. He had all the games. And so like he had much more Nintendo stuff. So yeah, we, until we got our PlayStation 2 also kind of late, um, we didn't play a whole lot so i think that's probably why we missed like uh, crash bandicoot and stuff and we i mean this will be kind of contentious but both jack and i never played ratchet and clank it was always jack and daxter for us so you know i've i've played ratchet and clank but i never played any of the og ones i kind of played the ones that were i like demoed on ps3 or like maybe we rented one from blockbuster i think once but i mean Mm. yeah ratchet and clank's never that one hasn't either been in it's not our wheelhouse, I'll say. No. The Jack series is our wheelhouse. 
Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, Jack, before we dive into Jack and Daxter, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to add? What's, what's so funny about that? <laughs> anything else you want to add um, to the you know, history or before we start playing this? or I mean, I think I had a connection with this game at the very beginning because Jack, even though it's spelled with no C, I was still like, it's Jack. You know what I mean? And so... I kind of I've always enjoyed the game on a weird subconscious level just because it's Jack, yeah, like Jack Two, Jack Three, Jack and Daxter, Jack X Combat Racing, or whatever. And I was like, I like I like games just in general that have Jack characters in them, and to have one as like the main protagonist is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. It's, I wouldn't. <laughs> who's gonna get that reference? That's pretty cool. Uh, Lily might get that reference. Whenever Lily, my dear rest, dear listeners. Lily, if you get it, you get a you get a crisp five dollar bill. There is. It's funny. I I was going through some of our old messages, and Michael, one of our patrons, had messaged me and was like, "What's the five dollar bill reference from?" And I'm like, "Not a true fan. <laughs> Not a true fan. That's only a, that's a deep cut Jack and Charlie <laughs> reference." But to uh, give it away, that is from one of our little bits when we recorded Demon Souls, the famous series that mm-hmm. is gaining hundreds of thousands of views as we speak on YouTube. Not really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds. Can you imagine if it did? That'd be really cool. Just like randomly. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no chance, but that would be cool. I always kind of have a... And everyone's like, when are you going to do the remaster? Yeah, I always kind of have a dream of just picking up and starting the remaster from the exact same spot to where we left off in the old game. And we just pick it up and we're like, that would be <laughs> like nothing's not, changed. not mention that. That would be playing. actually pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Let's, All right, everybody, let's bring back it back to, to Jack the, Jack play yeah, just, no time. it's been like seven years, but you know, and we haven't played this game in a while, but I feel like no. it looks a lot better. <laughs> yeah. We took a, we took a short break. Um, did some moving, did some light, you know, did a few things, but anyways, let's get talking. We're, we're not going to talk about Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, that much, but it is a pivotal game, so we yeah. will discuss it. So, Charlie, if you want to take it away, give us a little opening. Yeah. Well, actually, just so you know, the development began in January 1999. Jack and Daxter received oh critical gosh. acclaim upon release. <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. just off the top of my head. <laughs> just on the top of my head. Some would say that, many critics would say that the game had some of the best looking graphics at the time of its release. And by 2002, the game had sold over 1 million copies worldwide. <laughs> Ooh, weird. No, so Jack Jeez. and Daxter, yeah, it came out, uh, looks like December 3rd, 2001. And yeah, as far as the story, there's not much of a story there. It's definitely much more of kind of just a action platformer but yeah i mean the story is your you know you play you play as jack obviously you introduce the jack and daxter main yeah. characters daxter actually at the top of the show is turned into an otzel and so you're kind of journeying to find these sages the red sage the blue slate blue sage yellow sage to like try to change daxter back basically mm-hmm. and so that's kind of the story of the game. Yeah. And the whole, what I do really like about this series, and it's even present in this kind of first iteration, is their world building is really good. Um, you can kind of tell that they do have, they have a 
there's like a bigger thing going on with the precursors and all the eco, which is kind of like the life energy of the planets. And each of the sages kind of controls mm-hmm. their own eco. Um, but you can tell that they have more going on just in kind of exploring some ruins and everything has a lot of good personality in this game. Very much like, uh, I kind of want to say like, like a cooler, like Disney movie or something like that. Like, a little bit more of like a sarcastic sense of humor coming from Daxter because Daxter is the only character that speaks and Jack is kind of this, I believe he's supposed to be 15, like mute protagonist. Yeah, well, other other characters speak, but yeah, Jack doesn't talk. He's a mute. Yeah. Daxter, I, 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 you know, comic relief characters often are just kind of annoying and I think Daxter can be, but yeah. it's one of those rare cases where like, it fits so well in this universe and just the way he interacts, especially in the later games is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always really liked Daxter and Jack. Like they're, they're just a good duo. Probably one of the most iconic duos for me personally. So. Yeah. And so kind of as a uh, Jack said, yeah, most of the first game, Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy is all about trying to turn Daxter back to whatever their weird humanoid races they kind of they kind of are like elves from i'm trying to think of a reference they kind of look like elves from like world of warcraft a little bit yeah i don't know what race but they're, yeah they're a weird that humanoid people are supposed to race. be anyways but yeah and and you know i think there's what two evil people who are trying to harvest dark eco to uh yeah everything to be powerful and yeah, yeah they yeah i mean because why, why wouldn't why there be dark wouldn't eco? They? you know why, why why wouldn't there be so Jack, before, I know, like we said, like there's not a lot of story that goes on in the first uh, Precursor Legacy game, but is there anything you kind of want to mention about the first Precursor Legacy game? Any like good memories or things you like about it or don't like? I mean, I kind of, I base it, the whole game, it's a pretty quick game. Um, Even if like you're, it's your first time running through it, like now that I'm older, like you can run through the game pretty quickly. Um, There's not a lot of like, mystery as far as like oh i have to do this puzzle to get this it's kind of just like everything is very straightforward except for the one plant boss in the beginning where you have to jump on his head to get the last of the precursor orbs yeah it's like the one weird thing that's like what the you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but everything else is pretty straightforward and so when you play through this game if you don't platinum it you just weren't trying you know to get all the orbs or whatever yeah but like everything's pretty i like it because it's it sets the groundwork for the next two mm-hmm. and it's a like the controls feel good it's a solid game it introduces the hover bikes it introduces just eco obviously it introduces um the the, the green sage his name is samos and I, f- I forget what the girl's name is the girl mechanic is it kira do you know kira kira is her name um obviously you have jack and daxter and so you just like I said, it sets the groundwork very well for the next games. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. The game has a lot of, like, nostalgia for me when I play it. And I think just some of my favorite moments are just, you know, just like the whole... I'm, I'm, I'm struggling because, <laughs> like, there's just there's so much of the game that I like that, like, it's it's all kind of, like, a good experience for me. Yeah. You know, I really don't have anything negative to say about Jack and Daxter. Yeah. It's... It, it was pretty amazing for its time, and even now it's so fun to go back and play, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, so within the last couple of years, I played the redone Spyro games, and it keeps making me wish that they would kind of give the same treatment to Jack and Daxter because going back and playing it as like a PS2 classic, it definitely still holds up. I mean, it's just moving around the world and Mm -hmm. it's not like a super hard game but it's challenging because you have kind of these eco based time puzzles where you'll like absorb eco and have to like move very quickly to another spot to activate something um and yeah yeah, it's just like really satisfying to play which has always been one of those like boxes that i look to being you know checked because there are games Mm -hmm. that i really like but that aren't super fun to play and i mean like no man's sky for example is one of those games where i really like the concept and what you can do but it's not particularly fun to play and this game is just fun yeah, to play especially by yourself and i think it really is carried by its gameplay and kind of collect a thon as you're collecting precursor orbs and going on and on and you know it's i think it's i think it's real good and you know of course it's setting the framework for everything to come next and arguably you know what we're more fond of is the sequel going forward so jack if that's all you have for jack and daxter we'll go ahead and move into jack two yeah i mean i'm sure there's more i could probably think about but i mean again like if the audience has anything my our dear listeners has has anything they want to add or listen to Mm -hmm. so add while they're listening you know send us some comments on instagram twitter wherever you know just We'd love to hear your opinions on this because it's a game that's very near and dear to us, I would say. Yeah. Moving right along. So what it looks like Jack 2 came out October 14th, 2003. So two years later, just about a little, little under two years from the first game. And it features a very different type of game. A lot of the gameplay is still intact. But the game itself, like, kind of went through this radical shift and tone and style and storytelling, which was really cool at the time. Because for me, coming from the Precursor Legacy and then jumping into Jack 2, mm-hmm. Jack 2 feels instantly different. And it's kind of, it's one of those things where you're always like, man, having like a gritty reimagining of a franchise. And that's kind of what Jack 2 is, I think, for the series. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, love Jack too. Love it. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. It. Like, you go back and because Ellie now, like, she likes to play the Jack games because you know she'll just jump around, do whatever. But um, you know, you have the beginning. So Jack Two starts at first from a cutscene where you're in the Samus's hut from the first game, mm-hmm. and you've put together this old precursor machine. And Jack, I guess he's he's kind of in tune with this stuff, which we might get into later. Um, and he's able to actually like turn on the machine, and so it starts working, and basically opens up like this warp gate. And this giant monster comes out, yeah. and the monster says, "You cannot hide from me, boy." Yeah. And you're like, "What in the world does that mean?" And then you get launched into the the wormhole or whatever, and boom, the machine explodes, and you and Daxter are flung off. Everyone's flung off. And it actually, I looked this up the other day, but Jack 2 takes place 500 years after yeah. Jack and Dax the, the Precursor Legacy. So that's a long time difference in between there. Mm-hmm. And 
Jack is captured because I guess somehow like everyone knows about Jack as well. Like, you know, you're introduced to I forget what the guy's name is like the captain of the the guard. Like Baron you know. Well, Baron Praxis can like he wants he wants Jack. Yeah. yeah. He wants Yeah, but you don't really know how he knows Jack. Right. You know, and so Jack is tested on with his dark ego experiment to basically kind of have these super soldiers that the Crimson Guard can use against the uh, metal heads, yeah. which is, you know, a, kind of like the the main bad guy in the Jack 2 series or Jack 2 game. Yeah. And um, so it's, and, you know, the experiments don't work. Yeah, you gotta, and Daxter, you learn as soon as you, you know, he sees Jack, he finally found, finds him as like, I haven't seen you in like two, three years. And so, you mm-hmm. know, Daxter that whole time and has been trying to find Jack ever since he was captured. And so immediately the tone is like off from the first one. And you know, it's gonna be a different game because one Jack starts talking. Yeah. And the first thing he says is I'm going to kill Praxis. Yeah. And then like he transforms into the dark Jack and then is like, Oh wait, I know Daxter turns back in the regular Jack and Daxter's like, what the heck was that? Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, the, immediately the tone is completely different, but I think it's in a really good way. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry to go for a no. bit of a tangent there, but I I like the game. No, that's great. I mean, you mentioned some great things. I love when they first get teleported to this future city. They have no idea what's going on. And Jack gets captured by the Crimson Guard, like the police force of this new kind of dystopian city. Haven City is, you know, is what it's called. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's interesting because, you know, in the first game, you have like your little flying like hover bike. And now 500 years in the future, you're seeing everybody's using these hover cars and it, it's just like an evolution of the entire world. But Daxter's like, don't worry, Jack. I'll find you. I'll find you. And then it's like two years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was Daxter doing this whole time? Jack was being like horribly experimented on with Dark Ego. Um, mm-hmm. What's interesting is like looking back just kind of over the Wikipedia page, uh, there was... It was one of the best PlayStation 2 games released at the time, but there was some criticism directed at the checkpoint system's darker tone and high difficulty. Oh, I don't go, Okay, so the game is challenging, and there are like a couple parts where I th- remember being like really like hitting a roadblock as a kid, but like I overall don't remember the game being that hard. Well, so it's difficult in the way that the checkpoint system is. Yeah. That's probably my biggest yeah. qualm with this game is that like you're on objective, you know, four out of five yeah. or, you know, five out of five, you die. And then all the way back to zero out of five, you know, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like in in that way, it's difficult to me. But the other thing is the freaking um, like weapon testing area <laughs> to get those higher scores is so yeah. hard. Like, that is the hardest part of the game. Yeah. But, like, overall, the game is harder than the first mm-hmm. one. But I do kind of like it because I mean, even though it was only a couple years after the first one, it kind of felt like, you know, the series was growing up a little bit, you know. Yeah. So, definitely is darker, but I think it's a big positive because yeah. I didn't – I maybe as a kid it would, it would be fine, but I look back on it fondly because it's one of the few series that, like, first one's kind of bright, you know, it's pretty, you know, happy – you know, that's the vibe you get off it for most of it. But then, like, second one's like, boom. There's torture in the beginning. You're in a dystopian city. No one's happy. You know, there's an evil ruler. And, like, 
you're the underground trying to like you know thwart you know, from the ground up and so it's like okay like that's that's cool different but cool and so mm-hmm. i've always liked it yeah so to get into the second one because the second one of course does have more of a story to it we're gonna kind of tackle this the same way we did castle in the sky and go through characters we won't go through every beat of the story but i think a really nice way to do it is to talk about characters and setting so we're gonna do kind of three things here jack we're gonna do characters we're gonna do anything about the setting and then gameplay and then some of the setting and gameplay stuff will kind of carry over when we start talking about jack three so and some of the characters too so it'll be kind of nice i think to get some of that out of the way so starting with main hero himself jack jack what do you think of jack do you like Jack, Jack? I've... Jack? You know what, Jack? <laughs> as as another Jack, Jack has always been a cool Jack to me. Oh and I really enjoyed Jack oh and all... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like, I, I've always liked him. I always thought he was like... He's kind of like a... Especially in the second one. He's kind of like a cool protagonist. And I guess you can look at him as being a bit cheeseball now. But, like, he just is kind of like... He's very straightforward to the point. And, um, yeah. I don't know. He's just kind of a cool dude. He's, but like yeah. he has kind of like he has this side to him that Daxter brings out of being just kind of like yeah like everything's kind of serious but at the same time you know you can kind of find some humor or some kind of some relief here like it's not you know I don't have to be brooding all the time yeah because like there are points when Daxter gets sucked through <laughs> the, 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 the pipes the pipes <laughs> you know yeah. and the or, you know, there's the uh, the part where they blow up the little ammo dump yeah. and Daxter's like, we need we need to go back to the country, yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, you know, it creates a really good dynamic. And I, so Jack's always been a cool character for me. Yeah. I, I like him. I still like him to this day. So, yeah, I agree. He definitely falls into that category of kind of the dark brooding anti-hero kind of protagonist, especially as he has like this dark form that he can turn into after being tortured for two years with Dark Eco. But I think what makes him better than that is he kind of is like just a sarcastic asshole a little bit. And Daxter kind of brings it out. And they definitely like kind of feed that energy in each other. And he mm-hmm. has more of a humor to him that makes him not so stale. Like he's not just always brooding. He's like angry yeah. and then kind of funny too. So it's. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, in the first talks with, like, Torn, because Torn's, like, this ex Crimson Guard guy that you talk to, who's kind of, like, one of the leaders in the, the underground. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, Torn's very abrasive to him. And then they're just talking, and Jack is very straightforward. And it's just like, I want to know. Like, I want Baron Praxis to know it's me who's, like, doing all this, mm-hmm. you know? And then later, he's, like,. I think the way they develop Jack especially throughout this game is really good and well done. Because like like you said, you kind of see those opposites of him. And so he's not just like this, I'm the cool guy or I'm the serious guy. Because like, you know, he's not allowed to be because Daxter kind of brings out the the humor in him a lot. So Yeah. Well, moving along, I think we kind of covered Daxter there as well. Um, Dexter is the comic relief, but again, he's great. Like he also kind of pushes the story forward and there's, he's very much that character that will mess something up and it pushes things forward. And so he never feels like unnecessary, 
which is kind of nice. Like he doesn't feel like kind of like a side thought to like lighten the mood or he's really there as an actual character. And I think it would have been so easy to kind of just make him a comic relief character, but he's also, you know, a character later as we'll discuss later on, like some of his interactions, I think with Torn or like with uh, Sig or with crew. I mean, Oh gosh, and the, the interactions with Clue like, are so good. Is some of that stuff is really good and really funny. And so, Jack, you brought up a uh, Torn, the leader, mm-hmm. kind of of what the I don't know the rebellion against the underground, the underground against the, the underground. It's the, called the underground, the Crimson Guards. <laughs> what do you think of Torn? I, I, it's like the first. I need to watch that to say Crimson Lance, Crimson Lance from Borderlands, <laughs> from Borderlands, from Borderlands. Yeah, so you Torn is an ex Crimson Guard <laughs> guy. Yeah. He has that knife that curves. And knife. he kind of talks like this a little uh-huh. bit. You know, he's like, Jack, I need you to go find this. Yeah. And so he kind of has like, you know, you immediately remember him because of his voice, which is like with all the characters in this whole game. They all have really good voice work, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Torn, he, he comes off as very standoffish, kind of rightfully so. He's been kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, torn apart Whoa. by like the Crimson Guard and kind of like what they do yeah. to people and all that kind of stuff. And so he's like, no, like I've seen this from the inside. I want to be like the change I want to see basically. And so it's kind of cool. Like he has all like the tattoos basically from being in the Crimson Guard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it you kind of get the, the feeling that he, he's not like in any way bad. He's like, he's in this for the good of like, Haven City, you know what I mean? Like immediately, I had never once thought Torn's going to betray us because he was just—he's the good guy, you know. He's the good guy that you begrudgingly kind of start to love. Yeah. So, and something that's really cool about this game. So this game came out in two thousand three, but even talking about it now, I think the story does still hold up really well. And it's something I think shows as Naughty Dog would go on to. Um, Uncharted and Last of Us is that they do know how to tell stories and make a really convincing world. And you can see that here. Like, they're definitely flexing uh, just writing muscles. I mean, I would think going back and playing this now, the graphics might be dated, but it wouldn't feel dated story-wise. You know what I mean? There would be gameplay things. Yeah, for sure. That's what's really cool about it. So hopping to the other side, Before Jack escapes his prison that he's being tortured, you know, being forced to become the super soldier, this kind of mindless super soldier, he's tortured by the main antagonist, Baron Praxis, and then Baron Praxis' right-hand man, a guy named, was it Errol? Errol. (laughs) And Errol's like a super asshole, but Baron Praxis is, he's great. He's like this big guy, handlebar mustache, kind of like, talks like this, and I'm going to get you, Jack. And he's like the leader of the Crimson Guards. Side note, Crimson Guard armor is like real cool. It's kind of this like Halo oh Killzone esque yeah. armor. <laughs> like it is. It's uh it's pretty cool. Like I love their I love all the designs in this game are really good. And then Errol, mm-hmm. Baron Praxis' right hand man, is just kind of he's kind of like the anti torn. He's just this like douchebag high officer. He is the anti torn. Who just acts as you know baron praxis is a main bad guy this is his kind of like yapping annoying sidekick so 
right away they yeah, established yeah, yeah. two really good characters and right in the opening too so you know who to hate and who to go after jack what do you what do you have to add about baron praxis and errol well, Baron Praxis, I think he's a really good antagonist. Yeah. Because uh, he's kind of this guy, you you don't ever learn too much about him. Yeah. But from the very beginning, from like how big... He, like the character design in this game is so well mm-hmm. done, I think. He's this big, powerful looking guy, this big commanding voice. He has like a cyborg eye. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you just kind of get the feeling that this guy is, you know... He's bad. Yeah. He's bad news. And then you, he has the, the the bad psychic Errol. And you're like, oh, well. Yeah. This just, it's just all kinds of bad here. And so I always liked Baron Praxis just because I think he and Jack are, you know, just from the very get-go, they somehow don't like each other. Like, at all. Yeah. Like, Baron Praxis is like, you should have been dead with all that ego I pumped into yeah. you. Get rid of this thing later tonight. And then Dispose Jack, is, his first thought is, yeah, I want to kill Praxis. Right. And you're like, well... Why not? That's, I mean, he's like, being tortured for two years, which is a real dark way to start yeah. the story. It's just like Daxter comes up and he's like offers a little bit of humanity. He's like, oh, I found you. And Jack is strapped to this table and he's been like <laughs> yeah. repeatedly injected with dark ego. <laughs> like, what the heck, man? Like, that's pretty, that's pretty grim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I've always liked Baron Praxis just because he's. He's just, I think he's like the classic bad guy mm-hmm. um, without being like cheeseball, I think. And to... And then Errol, Errol is, there's this weird side thing like with him and like in the racing, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And then Kira kind of like, you know, she seems to like Errol. There's like a weird thing going on there. And then, you know, it's this whole thing, but... Yeah. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get know. into that. Because this game, we'll get I mean, that. that's the thing talking about it it's like oh man there's a lot of stuff we can talk about actually yeah and you know i know throw in some stuff about baron praxis you know the world is 500 years in the future and you kind of learn that the monsters that showed up when jack and daxter first went through that portal and got pushed into the future they're called the metalheads Mm -hmm. and so baron praxis is kind of leading this war against the metalheads and i think what's cool about baron praxis and makes him compelling is that even to a fault He's doing all of these things to destroy the metalheads. And so it's like, yeah, he is kind of yeah. corrupt. He is, you know, the main antagonist. But at the same time, he is trying his hardest to defend the city the way he thinks is best. So that's cool. That's kind of a cool mm-hmm. aspect about him. Yeah. I mean, but I, I just want to just real quickly interject. Oh, so yeah. I do have the Wikipedia open just so I can kind of reference it. But... Apparently, Samos is younger in Jack 2? Yeah, well, because so that's the thing that we'll we have to jump back to. So, and we'll jump right into spoilers for the story here. So weird. But right after Jack, with the help of Daxter, escapes the prison, he meets this old man named Kor and the kid. And I am Kor. Yeah, Kor is the one who kind of pushes Jack to join the underground and to meet Torn. And there's this kid that Jack, even as kind of this older, brooding 17-year-old who's been, you know, tortured for two years, kind of makes this connection with. Long story short, mm-hmm. this point in the future is actually, like, this kid is Jack. And this true timeline is where Jack came from before he was sent to the past to the first game. 
to actually be safe from the leader of the metalheads. And that's where you blow everyone's mind. Because, like, the story, trying to understand the story as a kid, for me, was really hard. Because I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. How is Sameless younger? Wait, how is this Jack? And, like, but, yeah, so it's just this whole weird interconnected thing where Jack doesn't have any idea of what's going on. But it seems like there are these key players that do. And so they're kind of, in a weird way, controlling Jack's fate. Which is weird. But, yeah. So that's why in the first game he says, you can't hide from me, boy, because Jack was sent back in the past 500 years to be hidden from the metalhead. Right. Like, king, basically. So that he could, eventually in the future, help destroy him. Yeah. It's kind of like the reverse Samurai Jack. Another Jack-based time travel series. Where... You know, Samurai Jack is going to kill Aku, and Aku pushes him into the future, so he'll be strong enough to kill Samurai Jack when they are when they confront each other again. It's kind of like that, but the opposite, where Jack, this young Jack from Jack and Daxter, goes back into the past to hide from the evil until he is mm-hmm. strong enough to defeat the evil. So, there is some cool time travel stuff there. The stuff that actually kind of manifests more in the third game, you kind of see at the end. But yeah, so that's uh, some of the characters. And then, of course, you have Samos and Kira. And I think it's what's interesting. I guess we'll talk about Kira here next. Kind of introducing the racing side and like the open world side of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kira is like one of the ones people who she's like seems a little bit disturbed (laughs) about who Jack is. Because she's just kind of like, Jack is this totally different person now. Yeah. Because in the in the first game, do you have anything else to say? No, or no, can no. I? Okay. So in the first game, Kira, you immediately figure out that she's kind of like this genius mechanic. Like, she's building, like, these hover vehicles, and, you know, she's finding ways to traverse lava and all this kind of stuff, you know, and so she's, like, already, like, knowing how to utilize all this stuff, and so I think what is kind of hinted that is that 500 years later when all these people are using these like hovering machines it's kind of based on her early designs basically because all the vehicles in the game are these hover vehicles mm-hmm. you know there's tons of different kinds big ones small ones yada yada and you know in the second one like when you finally find kira you don't immediately see her yeah and so jack and daxter don't they don't know they don't know who it is and she doesn't know who Jack is because she hasn't ever heard Jack speak. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how that works. And then, but also, I'm like, how does Jack not recognize her voice or Daxter? But I guess it has been a long time, two years, yeah, you know. But so, and also has been tortured, so. right? <laughs> and Daxter's like been on the run, so. Yeah. But yeah, so in the in the open world of like Jack two, it's. It's a little Grand Theft Auto-esque. You can kind of go around. You can punch people. (laughs) You can get into their vehicles. Like, kind of overtake their vehicles. um, Get in fights with the the guards and all that kind of stuff. It's actually, I think it's super well done. And the map is not so big to where, like, going from one side to the other is like, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, I gotta go over here. No big deal. Um It's it's super cool. And it's like, compared to the first one, it's like, whoa. Yeah. This is open world. This is huge. Go choose your missions you know? you're going to yeah. do. It, yeah, which is like a really 
way different than the first one, which is pretty just linear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of went from place to place, did ABC here, ABC here, you're done. Yeah. And in Jack 2, you're kind of like, oh, I can choose to go down this branch, you know, and yada, yada. And so yeah. I always like the different just tone Jack 2 yeah. had with that. Charlie, what are your thoughts on Kira and no, yeah, I, the overall? I think you kind of said it all the best. I mean, Kira doesn't, we'll kind of use this to lead into, I think, one of the other great sets of characters. Uh, Kira is kind of a, she doesn't think Jack is who he is because Jack is working for this gang lord, this huge overweight gang lord named Crew. <laughs> who's this guy who's like literally oh, in this hover chair. disgusting. And he's, <laughs> I mean, it, it really reminds me in the, you know, titular sci-fi novel Dune, there is like an overweight guy who uses like a hover chair and it, crew is definitely based off of that guy like Probably. he has these weak little flapping legs and he just in this hover chair <laughs> and he's just his game he's got lord. these expensive rings he has a yeah. really good like <gasps> got a job for you eh? yeah. and yeah. daxter has some really good moments where he's just poking fun at him uh with crew oh, so you good. also meet the metalhead hunter the wastelander sig is a really cool dude mm-hmm and then there's the Sig's a really cool. Character, there's like yeah. the barmaid Tess, who's she, and I think you know this is the one aspect of the game. The game is like sexualized, not very much, more in kind of like a teen drama way, where she's like, oh, she's really pretty. Um, yeah, and it, but like it's it's funny because it only ever it's really only ever. When it involves Daxter, because yeah. Daxter and Tess end up like having kind of like a relationship, which is weird. And so it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny though. And so like I think it all plays very well with just the way the game is portrayed. Yeah. Uh, and so like it's it's never like over the top. It's never like horrible or like no. oh like if we try to do that nowadays like you know. But it's like oh it's like Daxter like oh Caesar looks at her chest and looks back up yeah. you know and it's like. It's like, yeah, it's actually you shouldn't do that. But, you know, he's also an Otzel, so it's kind of just yeah. funny. You know what I mean? Um, All good characters. All good parts. I think that kind of covers everyone. I think the only person we missed is um, Ashlyn, who is helping the underground. We haven't really talked about Samos. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> he's like. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's a main dude. But I think Ashlyn, she's the, she's the, she helps the underground, but she's also Baron Praxis's daughter. Um kind of is just another mission giver kind of like this badass you know yeah helps controls the crimson guard and doesn't really come into major play until jack three i feel like but But yeah and there's you know samos the guy and as jack mentioned there's a younger version of him and an older version because the version of him that went to the past to protect jack no i i don't actually Anyways, it it, it gets yeah, I, I don't want to say anything wrong, but it's a little convoluted. But so Samos is the green sage, the sage of green eco. Yeah. And so in the first one, that's kind of really all you know about him. But he's like this kind of wise, you know, he just knows a lot and is kind of basically raised Jack. Yeah. And and so in, in the second one, he doesn't know who Jack is. Yeah. Um, but I think he kind of puts the piece together towards the end basically yeah because yeah so the kind of, younger it kind of all Samus comes into going play back 
with Jack, right? I believe yeah. so, yes. To kind of complete the paradox loop, so it makes sense. Um, I think that kind of covers most of the characters. I mean, you have some other cool characters as Jack, you know. I think this gets more into gameplay, but as my nose is all itchy here. As Jack kind of is managing his dark powers, he goes to these kind of cool shrines where he has to like this, you know, the precursor shrines that are like, oh, Jack, now we'll give you the new power of the dark slam. Except they have, they have a cooler oh, yeah. voice than that, but. Go into the bush and collect 400 orbs. <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, I, you can't even do it because like it sounds in the first one, it's pretty cheese ball. It's a lot better in the second yeah. one, the way their voices are. Yeah, but they're these these ancient precursor shrines, basically. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of learn that throughout playing the second game that it's kind of this ancient power that a lot of the bad guys are trying, like Korra is trying to, he's actually a bad guy. He's trying to access this dark power by using the kid Jack. Because, you know, it, we, third one explains it more. It gets a little more confusing, actually. Yeah. I would say this is one hopefully, thing. Hopefully, Charlie can explain. Yeah, it better. it's one thing. I think the story is a little, little convoluted just because the time travel is a little weird. But uh, Jack, before yeah. we move on to Jack three, there's a couple things I want to talk about gameplay wise with Jack two, like a couple like oh, infamous yeah, missions. Right out of the gate, they hit you with a tough one, where you have to break into this weapon depot and this automatic tank starts chasing you, and you have to like. I don't know, dodge this tank as it's aiming at you and you're watching yourself get aimed at. Um, Real tough as a kid. The camera work sometimes is, the camera work's a bit annoying at times. But like, it was also back in time when like platformers like this weren't really kind of like, they they were like coming into their prime basically. And so the camera work in Jack and Daxter is fine, but in Jack 2 it's a bit more ambitious. And so it's, Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just like trying to go this way, but like the cam- the controls are reversed here for some reason, or you know whatever. So, but yeah, that that's kind of an annoying one. Any any mission that you have to like, oh, we block up these eco, yeah, you know, mines, and you do four out of five of them, and the last one you accidentally go sliding off the <laughs> edge, and then it's like, yeah, from zero. So like that's. With Jack 2, I think it literally improves on Jack and Daxter in about every single way. Soundtrack, graphics, world design, character design, character development. um, You know, you get guns in the second one, all that kind of stuff. But it is frustrating on a few more... Like levels when it comes to just quests and checkpoints. Like, Like it says on the Wikipedia article. Like it's... There are times in the checkpoint system you're like, just yeah, please, I don't want to do this part again, and then you gotta do the whole part. Yeah, again. there and there you are know? several missions that I think really are tough. I think of there's some, I believe there are like some of the turret missions where you have to go to a power plant, and you have to you're in this little like turret car and you're having to shoot things down. Those can be annoying because if your car blows up, you have to start the whole section over again. Yeah. The parts where you have exactly. the little what the hoverboard and you have to like bomb all the things and you have to do it really quickly. That is also can be challenging too, especially just finding them. Cause you have like, yep, that's, that's the one I'm thinking. What, it's like Daxter like sets the bombs off. And so you have like 15 seconds to like 
do tricks, <laughs> yeah. navigate the land, find out where you need to go just in time oh. to like throw the bombs in. <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, it, it can be it can be pretty bad. But like aside from that, like the moment to moment gameplay in this game is a lot of fun because it doesn't take long to get to wherever you got to go. The characters always fun to talk to, and you know, it's just I think it's a very well done game. And it definitely kind of shows the strengths that games like this have, and that I feel like we don't see very often mm-hmm. nowadays. Like there really aren't a lot of so this game genres a platform third person shooter action yeah. adventure, and you don't you don't see many of those nowadays because mm-hmm. I think they're just not what a lot of people want anymore. But maybe there could be a sleeper hit that comes out. You never know. Yeah, I feel like they're in some ways they're kind of coming back, but um, yeah, they don't. I mean, as you know, people will say they just don't make games like this anymore, um, which I think is kind of a shame because I like how this game is self-contained. There's extra stuff to do, but the extra stuff is never in your face, and you never feel like, "Oh man, I'm really suffering if I'm not doing this extra stuff." So it's a, uh, I think a really, mm-hmm. as far as like gameplay wise, and especially once you get the the morph gun. Which has all these different attachments that you can use to kind of switch between. Which is like one of the coolest things. Yeah. I mean, all right. it's so cool. You know, and just like the combination of the melee combat and like really cool small things, how you can like, you know, do your spin kick and shoot or do like the punch and shoot and just like a bunch of how you have all these different There's, options. Yeah. That uh, I think really add. I, I, I've always liked it because they're. And it's in the first one you see it a lot because there's only punching and kicking. But, like, there are little animations that, like, Daxter yeah. does because he's always on Jack's shoulder. Yeah. And there's animations like, oh, like, you do a punch and Jack, it like, slides around. And Daxter did not fly off, like, holds onto his yeah. hair after, like, as he's doing the punch, you know, or, like, it spins around, holds onto him. And there are times when you complete the spin and Daxter spins around and then afterwards, like, crawls back up to his shoulder, yeah. you know. And it's just, like, cool little details like that or, like, Or super, how, like, when you're I like driving a, a vehicle. And you pull out a gun, it's Daxter who's holding the gun on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like when you're hiding, you go you go and you're like pressing yourself against a wall and you guys are both looking opposite directions. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's super good. So Jack two. Super good. To round it out. Oh god, I have to mission two. The horrible not the actual like game races you do in the arena with Errol, but there was one race where you guys have like these, these regular vehicles and you race through the city. That is a horrible one. That is one that's really hard. Oh my god! Even I remember getting to it when I played through this game several years ago and being like, I'm not looking forward to doing this. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's one of those things now that like it, a lot of it is just learning where to go. But I mean like, they do make it. They make it a little challenging. Yeah, yeah. So Jack 2 ends with realize a couple things that the kid, of course, is Jack and that Jack has originally come from the future, that the old man that's been kind of helping the kid around, who's always been a little suspicious, turns out he's actually the leader of the Metalheads. Leader of the Metalheads kills Baron Praxis. Baron Praxis, in his dying breath, thinks that, oh, hey, Jack, you're the only one who can save the city. Gives him the Precursor Stone. Go and you kill the mm-hmm. Metalhead leader. Bing, bam, boom. Which is... Young Jack er- opens the Precursor Stone. And then together with young Samos and the new Rift Rider that Kira's been building, they are sent back into the past to kind of fulfill Jack's legacy. So... 
that's when it gets a little weird because uh, especially when you get to the third one, there's, you know, Mar and who Mar is and who is kind of the builder and the person of this world, which it turns out to be Jack, but his past version, which is interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting you never stuff. run into like, uh, I don't know, back to the future problems where people start disappearing or anything like that, which you think anyways. But that ends Jack 2. Jack 2, really good game. I think it's long, long enough. You have a lot of options, a lot of cool things to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. some standouts. There's that moment where you have to go into like those kind of the outer forests and you have to hunt some of the like, I don't know, like the predator metalheads who are like invisible. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of really cool. Yeah. Awesome world building locations but that is track two of course we could talk more about it but we're gonna go ahead and jump straight Ooh. into jack three yeah we got about 30 minutes charlie i adore then, then i gotta go to look at houses oh no, no you're, you're good i adore jack three i know i know um jack three jack three is arguably like the best yeah jack, game. jack three came like, out just a year like after jack two yeah they were cranking them out dude yeah uh, Jack three, it's sorry. No, go ahead. Introduce Jack three to us. Tell us, tell us all about I it. I mean, I was just gonna say the reason I think the reason I have such a fond memory of the Jack series is cause like the first one's great. Second one's somehow better than the first one. And the third one is just like, it's just, it's better than the second mm-hmm. one. But like, just in the ways that like everything's improved on, you know, the story is still good. Like the gameplay is a lot of fun and it introduces a whole new kind of like driving mechanic, like actual like driving vehicles. Yeah. And you, there's just so much that I love about this series. That I think it does so well that we don't see a lot of like most games like, Oh, like especially like you think of like call of duty, which has like 12 games now, but like, you know, this one sucks. Last one was better. But like, and this one was just like, this one was just arguably just like the best Jack yeah. game, you know? And so, I mean, you can go at it more. I just want to say that I just, I really, I really like Jack 3. Yeah, no, I, Jack 3 is great because at some point Jack has to take responsibility at the end of, I think it's actually past the end of the story of Jack 2, but Jack takes responsibility for kind of like the fall of the city. And so he gets expelled Mm -hmm. into the wasteland, this huge desert that has been mentioned and Jack too, and you get picked up and taken to Spargus City, which is it's funny because like you know if Jack two kind of takes that dystopian future city element, Jack three straight up goes into like Mad Max territory with like the cars and like the outfits. Oh, it's so cool! Yeah, you got wastelanders. Yeah. like you know you're challenged. You know you gotta go find these artifacts and these dust storms and like so Jack's been wearing his goggles since Jack yeah. two. I'm I'm pretty sure, and like in this one, it's so cool when he gets into these cars. You go out into the wasteland. You see him like pull up the scarf and mm-hmm. put on the goggles. And I think Daxter's goggles go down yeah. too, actually. And so like it's cool how they start just start, they start incorporating all these like little details that are just so it's so cool, you know. Yeah. You know, I think one of my favorite things about it is like you said is how it just really expands every aspect. The morph gun. Originally, it has four different types, and they basically go and they add in two other types to each gun. And so each gun is like, oh, you have a red and a yellow gun, mm-hmm. but now the red gun has one setting and then another setting you can switch to. 
you start getting yeah. this ancient armor that Jack puts on to like armor yourself. The armor of the armor of Mar. The armor of Mar. You start unlocking these different desert cars to go on these like runs to the vast desert. Mm-hmm. Hoverboard comes back. Um, you get the opposite of your dark form. You get like a light form, which is also really cool. It's kind of Jack is going through like a redemption arc and balancing out his like evil side. And yeah, I mm-hmm. this game is still to this day like I I love this game. It's so good, and it starts. You know what I think is so good about it too is that they just get you right in, like right away after you get to the city and you kind of survive <laughs> their Mad Maxian trials in the arena. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> Okay, and this is where you're introduced to the leader of, like, the, the, kind of, the king of Spargus yeah. City. Go for it. Who's uh, Deimos. Yeah. Or king, I believe it's Deimos. Um, and Deimos is, like, a really cool, like, real tough leader, and he's super hard on Jack, especially. Yeah. You know, and he's, and it's kind of weird. He seems a little overly harsh on yeah. him, which we'll get into more later, but then he also seems like but like it's also like affectionate you know like he wants jack to be this strong yeah. like tough guy who has to overcome these challenges and cannot fail and so it's kind of weird but you understand it later yeah well on. and let me and, cut in here there's like a couple moments where i think yeah. early on like when you come back from getting these artifacts through a sandstorm uh damus has a moment where he's like oh you're safe i mean you're safe you know what i mean like but then he like kind of covers that up like yeah. he's more concerned about the car or like <laughs> yeah you know, he's like, yeah, it's 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 really cool how they kind of, they're really good at just having, again, these small details in the characters especially. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, you're you also introduced to this, this parrot character who was, <laughs> you, he was in Jack 2 as like this, kind of this sayer for like this sage yeah. lady, yeah. you know, like this seer kind of. But now he's kind of made his way to be like, um, I forget, like his, Dan was his like advisor, you know. Yeah. And he and Dax have some spats, and it's, it's real funny. It's real good. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just want to read real quick. I'll go for it. Just um, this paragraph from the Jack 3 wiki. We're doing wiki references here. Um, the most notable changes from Jack 2 to Jack 3 um, have been in the Haven City environments, Spargus City, the Wasteland, and ha- the Haven City function as... Uh, wait, sorry. In Haven City function as the main hubs in Jack 3... Where you have like lizards, um, buggies, zoomers, all kind of stuff to traverse the world of like Spargus and the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, Jack Three also expands on tons of different kinds of gun modifications. Rather than in two, there's just four. There's also light jack, yeah. and there's also upgraded like jet board. There's upgraded like basically everything in this game is just like upgrades from Jack mm-hmm. Two done in a very like fitting way, I think, and it's just crazy how like the game came out real quickly after the second one, but it didn't feel rushed at all. Yeah. Like it's it plays so well, yeah. And you know, as with the second game, they kind of introduce these things that really foreshadow some stuff. Like Deimos mentions after Jack survives and it's kind of accepted into Spargus. That Deimos was at one time the uh, leader of Haven City, but he was betrayed by Baron Praxis, and he also lost his son 
Oh. <laughs> Who turns out to be spoilers. Oh. His son is Jack, which is why he, you know. Um, I don't think, so good. you know, you don't have this one. This game has, um, I think where this game suffers more so than Jack 2 is its antagonists. You have Count Vigor who shows up literally at the beginning of this game and is the one who expels Jack into the wasteland. And then you mm-hmm. have Cyber, Cyber Errol, who it's like Errol, but because <laughs> in the second game, he like supposedly dies when he crashes into this barrel of dark eco. <laughs> but he's like remade and he... Yeah. And then you kind of have the... Uh, this game kind of resolved a lot of stuff around like the precursors and then the green star in the sky, which is supposedly like the coming, the dark makers. So it's a, a bunch of really cool stuff, but I think the game suffers a little bit from how, like trying to juggle too many things when really, I think the most intriguing stuff is kind of, I don't know, the weird priests almost who are, mm-hmm. you know, fearing the arrival of the star, this dark, these dark makers who yeah. are said to be precursors that were infected with dark eco. So really, really kind of some interesting stuff going on there. But yeah, I mean, Jack, I guess, you know, I guess we'll hop straight into, I don't think it, you know, Jack three does introduce some other characters, but they're kind of minor characters. Um, anything from story to certain gameplay moments to like the ending, like what, what do you love about this game? I mean, so so Jack 3, I think, it just, again, like the second one and the first one, it does what it sets out to do so well. And you have so many segments like with these driving cars and you you meet Sig again. You actually meet him like in this death arena. Yeah. And you're both actually punished for not killing each other, yeah. you know, during this death arena. You're sent to do a mission with Sig and you kind of catch up on Sig and what he's doing and yada, yada, yada. And it's this game actually has a part that is like super emotional. Mm-hmm. It's when spo- spoilers, obviously, obviously for this whole thing, but it's when Damos like he is helping Jack through this like ruined city, yeah. and like they have to blow this thing up, and like the vehicle during crashes, Jack and Daxter get out, but Damos is crushed underneath yeah. it, and this is when I think Damos gives Jack the the medallion, mm-hmm. right? Gives him this medallion, and it's like he basically just says like. Like, I'm honored to, like, to have you as, like, a son, yeah. you know? And then you're kind of like, excuse me? And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, um, what? And so, you know, it's kind of, it's it's pretty emotional, though. Because, like, you, you develop, just these characters are so well done that, like, even though that's just kind of thrown on you, you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, like, this is where, like, Jack remembers everything that's kind of happening and it's like like Damos like actually is like my like my father like he's just not just like a figurative son you know what I mean and so yeah and well and what's you kind of see where Jack gets his fighting spirit well and from, in a way. so it's actually a little different than how you remember it so remember it's Jack who realizes that he Damos is his father by the seal and he oh I thought and he said Damos Damos dies son, but, before you know. Jack can tell him oh and okay. basically Damos is like. He looks at Jack as his missing son and kind of like takes him as his like his adopted father, not realizing that Jack is his son. Oh, yeah, because okay. his son is the little kid you meet in Jack too. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is you, freaking cute kid yeah. too. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, and it's interesting how, I mean, I'm going to go and just like kind of no, spoil yeah. the ending as well, but you end up learning that the precursors are Otzels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are, they are what Daxter yeah. is. <laughs> and that they've kind of put on this whole mask of being like these giant, controlling ancient beings of light, basically. Right. Just using eco. Yeah, but they so they have powers, but nowhere near like the powers everyone thought they did. And so Vigor, his whole quest <laughs> was like to get the power of the precursors yeah. and become this ultimate like force. And then he's like, "Wait, hold on, <laughs> the precursors are just like these rats. <laughs> yeah, they're these little otzels, <laughs> you know." And Dax was like, "Hold up, okay." Like, I, he's like, maybe I'm the main character here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Daxter actually plays, like, a big role in this game. And it's really interesting how he's basically, like, this super important character that you n- had no idea until the very end of the third mm-hmm. game. You know what I mean? And so it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool. I like the way they kind of they tie a lot of the ends in this game together. And I really like the ending of the game, too, because you think Jackson go off with the precursors, you know, to to do whatever. And Dax was like, all right, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do over here, I mm-hmm. guess. But then, like, the ship takes off, and Jack's still mm-hmm. there. And he's like, come on, buddy. Like, there's still, like, more to do or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, let's go. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Like, the, the Jack 3 is such a freaking good yeah. game. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I remember being originally a little disappointed by learning what the precursors actually were because yeah throughout the game they're very they're shown to be these like masters of this old technology and and they are but they're just otzels <laughs> so yeah ending of the game i think is really cool where what errol the robot errol comes down in that huge like alien dark maker thing and you're chasing it on the car and just the scope of some of the stuff that happens, I think is really yeah. cool in the game. I mean, early on, even when you have to take down those huge metal heads and you have to like drive after them and shoot them down and they can hit your car and your car goes flying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. like the, one of the first missions is like you like shooting down these giant like two legged metal head mm-hmm. beasts, you know. And it's so cool when they hit you, they just like headbutt you, and your car goes flying, and it's like kind of in this weird slow mo yeah, like, almost. And it's like, boom. <laughs> if you if you shoot during it, yeah, you're like doom doom doom. Your car's like flipping through the air, and but it's it's so cool. And when you kill the last one, this thing pops out, and it's like, Errol, mm-hmm. this robotic Errol is like, have you found this or no? Wait, it can't be yeah. you because he sees Jack, <laughs> you know, and Jack it. crushes it, and they're like, <laughs> and he, they're like, was that someone we yeah. knew? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's... I I love the way they do everything in this game. There's, like... The the comedy in this game and the comedic timing is very well done, I think. It's never like, oh, yeah. here we go. Or, like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're going to have this right now. It's always, like, very well done, yeah. I think. Having played these games within the last couple of years, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still... It good. makes me want to go back and play them again because they're very... They're very nice games They're to go quick. through. Very satisfying to like 100%. I would say that only in Jack 2 and Jack 3, they get a little harder to 100% because there are some extra challenges that tend to be yes. on the hard side. So, but mm-hmm. I still think they're very good. You sh- I mean, I have to give, I mean, to a shout out to some of the weapons in the game. I mean, 
like the second upgrade of the red gun that shoots out that ring on the ground. And then not to mention I think it's just the wave the gun, wave right? gun or yeah. Like or like the upgrades to like the peacemaker. There's that one that like inverse gravity and then like the little nuke you get. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That one's so cool. And then, like, the oh, Vulcan the, with the, the electric. Vulcan, Vulcan Fury upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Or even my favorite. The reflector. Yeah. My favorite. The reflector Yeah, my one favorite gun whatever. is the second yellow gun, where it has the bouncing bullets. Yep, yep, Where yep. can you just clear out enemies? You can do, like, the kick and multi-shot, <laughs> and then <laughs> they <laughs> bolts are bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Super good. Huge fan. And Dax gets pants everything Jack Something he's always wanted. <laughs> yeah that that's in the first one you learned he's like i can't wear pants anymore yeah. you know what i mean like he's kind of like he's like coming to terms with being this otzel yeah and he's like god i miss pants god, i miss pants you know yeah mm. well jack or there are times when he's like he's like it's so nice being naked you ever just yeah. have <laughs> you know let it all hang yeah. out just relax <laughs> you know and everyone's like kind of looking at him <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of looking at him like, "What a okay," and like it just continues on. It's really good, yeah. really great. And then there is there is the Jackets Combat Racing, which is like it's it's a good racing game. It's a good like combat racing game, which is like what the game says. But it's not. I don't consider it, you know, in like the three Jack games. Yeah, you like you I don't mean? get out of your car. There's all it's very much just the racing stuff. Still a good game though. Yeah, yeah. and then there is the. There is Daxter, mm-hmm. which we never had a Vita, but I, I've always wanted to play Daxter just to kind of, it's what Daxter did during the two years he's trying to find yeah. Jack in between Precursor Legacy and Jack 2. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I I think all I did for this was just gush on this game. No? And yeah. Which is like, it's just good. It's just a really good game. And if you guys have a PS4 or a PS3 or a PS2, they're still widely available. I would highly recommend. Like the the trilogy goes on sale on PS4 all the time. And it's real good for like twenty bucks for for three games. The four games it includes it's super include, good. Uh, combat yeah, racing. four games it includes combat yeah. racing. So like it's super good deal. You know, not sponsored by Sony or Naughty Dog. Maybe one day. I think I think I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah. If you're good, I'm good, no. man. I just I love talking. I could keep talking about this game and what I like about mm-hmm. it, but yeah, know, these games we just be gushing. I think are so cool because for me they really set a tone for what I look for in playing games now. You know, solid gameplay, give you like options but not too many options. Good story. I mean, I think when I play games now. It's because, and I like the games I like, there are echoes of, you know, Jack and Jack 2 and Jack 3 that I always kind of chase. And so it's definitely, mm-hmm. along with some of our other early games like Dark Cloud and, you know, The Darkness, some other games that we've played, like, really framed for what I look for in video games. So, nothing but Yeah, games. I would say so. But yeah, Jack, if that's all you have, I'll go ahead and... Uh, Round us out here, and we'll let you go. So you can That's all I got. Look at some houses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we can just start moving today. Oh, yeah. No, well, it wouldn't be today, oh. but that'd be nice. Everyone, no, but I mean, I I just want to say before you end it, I just want to say I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I kind of like Charlie's good at like leading these, and I like kind of giving my input 
and you know we do we do some research but i also like coming in here and just being like you know i'm charlie's the by the books i'm the free baller <laughs> just like in real life yeah. you know just just like in real life not really but just just like in real everyone life. thank you so much for listening to the rack and tour collection chapter two episode 10 my name is charlie Ooh. and i've been joined by jack as my co-host no, just kidding. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send us in some messages. Tell us what you think of the Jack series of games. Get your voice heard. Send us messages at rockandtoolcollection. Love to have those. Love them. Gmail.com. And if you really love us and want to support us like the other beautiful people do, check out our Patreon. You can find us there, Rockstar Collection. Patreon.com. And our music at the top, and you know, for the foreseeable future, is provided by Tyler Cunningham. So thank you so much to him for giving us our little thank you, thank you, thank tavern you. intros. Check out Tales of Ephemera and Chapters, both really good shows, and all available on the all same Spotify as Record Collection. Yeah, all available, all available. Everybody, hopefully it's split up. Hopefully Charlie split it up right. Oh, I'm it saying. is. Everybody, I'm opening the door now. The tavern music doesn't start playing. We're going inside. Hey, look who it is. Rector Collection. Hey, so hey. popular. We love them so much. So popular. Whoa. Hey, boys. Goodbye. We're just Close getting all the, the patron door. money. Woo! <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Whatever. All, all right, right. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.